If she grows up to be like me, y'all pray for her. <laughs> it's just there's only one of me. Like there's only one of you. Made perfectly from a mind of creation that didn't turn out like you hoped it would. So we don't turn out the way we hoped. We turned out perfect instead. See, if you can get a sense of that, the same will be true for Teresa and, and for you and for you. And Reverend Linda introduced me at 9 o'clock and spoke about her own experience of me that included my generosity, that included my energy, my Energizer Bunny energy. <laughs> and the way that I am serving, and the same is true about Reverend Linda also. So some of you, if you've met her, as she stepped in here to serve, so I'd like to say that, and that as we honor Reverend Carmen and the wisdom of a teacher, of a leader, to take time for sabbatical and to take time for restoration, rejuvenation, revitalization, and renewal, and for you, a community that understands the dire, dire importance of that and the wisdom and the responsibility to make something like that possible. So I bow to you for that as I bow to her for to that very wise, responsible action. And for those of you here that understand that, to support that, to make that possible. And then the grace and the mercy that you've got an in-house minister in training, somebody that you have emotional bank with to serve during this time, and then a sabbatical leader in Reverend Linda to step in here. And you may not appreciate them until you have contrast, until you see what's going on up the road or in another ministry or think back to another ministry you may have been in where somebody uh, came in during sabbatical that left things not as orderly, maybe and not as coherent and as congruent as what you'll get to experience here with the commitment of these leaders. They also will 100% assuredly irritate you. <laughs> Have you noticed? Some of you already? It's like, oh my God, she's a mind reader, this Creek woman. It's like, yes, I'm a mind reader. Guess how I can read yours? I have one. And there's no other Carmen in the world. Have you noticed? So they are, neither are Carmen. They've got their own antics, their own ways, their own dominating ways. <laughs> and a great deal of contrast. Just never lose sight of what the goal is. The goal and the why of this time and the muscle building we can do spiritually during this boot camp of change of growth, of challenge, of being challenged, and of being called to apply our spiritual teachings, to be called to apply what we stand up here every Sunday and sing. So it's a pop quiz of sorts. Now, we don't like them, do we? All together, 
And will they come anyway? Yes. You bet. You betcha. So without changing the externals, without changing what is going on outside of me, where's the one hope in the whole world that I can live a more fulfilled, more peaceful life? So turn to somebody and tell them, hey, it's me. Hey, you know, it's me. It is up to me. It literally is up to me. This is not just a theory. Now turn back to the same person and say, hey, it's up to you too. It's up to you too. So when you catch yourself then checking into Hell Hotel, remember who's holding the key. And isn't it alluring to check in? Now, we, we say, oh, no, I don't like drama. <laughs> oh, yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. What would you talk about? <laughs> so begin to think about this. If I stopped blaming What would I speak about? See if you can answer it. I'm not asking you to give up blaming. Don't let me take your hell from you. We have a workshop to do. I'll wait till about quarter to three. But just imagine if you stop blaming, if it left you today, like you didn't even want it to leave you. It just left you. Like a transformation actually occurred right here, right now, this morning and only one thing in you shifted, and that was you no longer blame anybody or anything, including yourself. Get a sense of it. And then see if you can describe it. What would that be like? I heard freedom. Yes. More peaceful, lighter, I'd be more in love. I'd be more aware of love. I'd be happier. I'd be more in life. I'd have more life. So what's the payoff? What's the payoff to your ego? the fear mind, the righteous mind, the indignant mind, whatever you want to call it. What's its payoff for continuing to do this? It gets to be right. This illusion of control, this illusion that that's where my power is. And is that really where the power is? Loco. <laughs> Innocently, by the way. And until we try this on, until we see, wait a minute. If I actually stop doing this, and I actually come from the power that is within me, and the power that I have, if I can stay a hair more conscious, not, 
not fully conscious, not all the time conscious, not 100% conscious, just a hair more conscious to do one little thing, which is to circuit break blaming. Lame blaming. What do you think that means? Lame blaming. It doesn't work. Unproductive. Inefficient. Not helpful. Doesn't move me in the direction of my goals. It's not true to who I've come here on the earth to be. So it's an insult to my soul, to my spirit. It's weight and heaviness on my spirit. Lame blaming. So now imagine now it's left you that you cannot possibly blame again. It's left you to such a degree you're shocked by it. And here comes somebody at you blaming you. What's it like when people blame you? What's it like when people blame you unjustifiably? Anger, hurt, upset, panic, resentments, irritations, frustrations, defend. Is that, a, is that a good enough reason to stop doing it? Because how it feels when it's coming my way? And if that's a, that's a good reason to not do that. So if I want it not to be in the world, and I keep putting it in the world, who's crazy? So I keep doing in the world what I claim I don't want to be in the world anymore. Blaming. And us spiritual types are the best at it. Stand and hold hands, you know. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with her. <laughs> let there be peace on earth and I'll gossip about you because I'm justified. Now, when they gossip, it's wrong. When I gossip, it's normal. <laughs> Have you noticed? When they don't follow their food plan, it's like, that's a real problem. You lack discipline. It's like, but when I don't follow it, justifiable. <coughs> when they lie, unforgivable. No excuse for lying. Except when I need to. So now get a sense now you're free of blaming. You've had a transformation, a real healing has occurred this morning. An enlightenment. You now understand what hurts and what doesn't. So I'm enlightened. You're enlightened. You're welcome. I now know what hurts. I now know what hurts less. And here comes somebody running right up to you to blame you. Who would you be in that interaction if you didn't mind?
St. Francis, I heard. <laughs> well, what was the message of St. Francis? Seek first to understand. So I'd be understanding when they're blaming me because I'm just a thought away from it. So I'd be humble and grateful that I've got a little practice at this. So there's a possibility in this interaction one of us can be a little saner, a little calmer, a little more resourceful. Whose job is that? Ours, mine, yours. And we are the ones. We're the ones. If anybody else could do it, they'd be in these seats. So we're the ones that can do it. We're the ones that can do what we came on this earth to do, to, to create a world that is a different world than the world we've lived in for 2,000 recorded years since, since creation of time. So get a sense then, if you didn't react to being blamed or you reacted less and you stopped blaming, what would be the value of that? How would you be better off to do that? More peaceful? Keep going? I'd be have more contentment? I'd be kinder, have compassion, understanding, healthier, wiser, forgiving. It's extremely stressful to keep doing this. So who checked me into Hell Hotel? Innocently, by the way. So then how would it benefit the other if you stop blaming? So we see the benefit to myself. As I'm benefited, how does that benefit carry over? People actually can feel heard. We can actually listen. We can offer understanding. Isn't that what you're wanting from them? Respect, a listener, validation, acknowledgement. So we can be the ones, we're the provider then to listen to ourselves and then to offer that same understanding to another human being. And then we teach what we're living not what we're talking, as the song says. It will not be beneficial to talk this. We've been talking it for over 2,000 years. So only until we embody it, until it's lived out, until it's lived through us, can any teaching actually incur, occur. So then we are teachers by the way that we're living not by what we're saying. And we can change the world through a new model, not through our opinion. 
in our long list of I want, I need, you should, you shouldn't, they should, they shouldn't. So let's begin to kind of make this concrete then. So imagine you've had a transformation here. Lovely songs, lovely community, aware that God is within me as I connect with that basic unity. I'm empowered there. There's always another option for me, an option the mind will not show me, an option I have to exercise. I've had a transformation. Okay, I'm ready to go out into the world and do this. I can do this. I think I can. I think I can. Oh, my God, I'm feeling good. I'm happy to be here. I received it this morning. Then you go out those doors, and your tire is flat. <laughs> this is what we're dealing with. And you may not even have to go to the parking lot. The coffee won't be to suit you. Remember, I'm a mind reader. And who brought all this sugar? Where's the gluten-free stuff? <laughs> who eats bread anymore? Whose idea was this? It gets funnier and funnier. So who needs cinema when we have us? So then imagine now back to the flat tire, because in that moment, when it doesn't show up the way you imagined, See, we make up how a future is going to be. It's imagined, purely imagined, and there's no problem in it until I believe what I made up. The second I believe what I made up, I have entered hell. Because then I'm believing this. Oh, yes, I know what will be out there on the table. Oh, good coffee, that's what I need. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then this shows up. After all I've done for God. Oh, after all I give. So this is what I imagined. This is what appeared. Where's the problem? Imagination. It was images. False images. Error thinking. Evil thinking. False ideas. So until I align with reality, I'm susceptible to that. Then I don't have to love the coffee. I don't have to love what's on the table. I don't have to like what's on the table. I also don't have to be a victim to it either. I don't have to make myself a hostage of it. I don't have to engage in that or blame somebody for it. Now back to the flat tire. If you look upon that flat tire, what will the ego mind, the, the pathetic, victimized mind call it? What will it call a flat tire? What's some examples? Problem. Problem. Awful. Torture. Bad luck. Karma. What in my consciousness created this? Well, if you had the power to create a flat tire, you'd have the power to inflate it. 
So you didn't create a flat tire, but you create your experience of the flat tire. Basic unity. So if you look up on a flat tire and call it a problem, awful, torture, unfortunate, bad luck, what have you just created for yourself? An experience of that. This is good news. What if you look up on a flat tire and call it what it is? A flat tire. What would you experience in the face of a flat tire? Solution-based. It's a flat tire. What would a sane, sensible person do here? Call AAA. I'd call Ken. <laughs> you call AAA. I'd go right toward that man right there and go, can you help me? I bet you've got some experience here. It is deflated. I want it inflated. Who here knows anything about this? And then inflate it would be, and off we go. Sound easy? But what would we talk about the rest of the day? <laughs> Let's call this part true confessions. What would you talk about? Everybody that called, hey, how's it going? You'll never believe it. <laughs> I was the only one there with a flat tire. Just my look. Then what will we talk about the rest of the week? And the rest of the month. And then all the way to our grave, if we don't circuit break this. And then step back and say, hmm, how old am I? 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. Okay, this is my life. I want you to do it for you. Hold your hands up just like this and let it represent your life. How old are you? Now, in that life... How much of it has been flat tires? <laughs> but what does it focus on? So then I'm blind to how well it's gone. Not only how well it's gone, the miracle of it all. It is air and rubber on a rim doing 90 down a freeway for 60, 70,000 miles with potholes all over the place and crazy Florida drivers. It's a miracle all the tires are not flat. But we get this one. And then if we don't circuit break it. Now, I don't recommend when you get a flat tire to jump out and go, oh, goody, goody, goody. You may get institutionalized. <laughs> However, what if you could jump out and just call it a flat tire and then move right toward what would a next sensible step be for me if I want this inflated? Can you get a sense of this? Calmer, more resourceful, able to think, plan, never missing gratitude never blind to the grace, pure grace, that I had this much tires and this much flat, this much wellness and this much illness.
what would you complain about? What would you blame? It's a flat tire. I'm equipped for this. Whatever comes. I've had more of that than this. Lead me not into the temptation of this. So get a sense of living this out in the world. Not just in theory. As a transformed being. A transformed spirit. A transformed mind. My mind has been renewed. And close your eyes if you can. And let this message now move into embodiment. Out of theory, out of the head, out of thinking, into the being. In this time of meditation, then, it's to let it come into my bones. To absorb this new possibility in my cells. Understanding that the external belongs to the external, and that my internal is where all change is possible. And where all the power in the universe is. So now imagine you watching, imagine you step back and watch you as a third person. So you're now watching you like you're watching a movie of you. So see him there getting up out of his bed, see her there getting up from wherever she sleeps. The home is the same, the situations are the same, and you're very different. You're free of blaming, aware of its consequences, and awake, aligned, and atoned with a new possibility for himself, for herself. Watch her now go through the day. How would she be different? Watch him as he goes through his day interacting, answering emails, phone calls, meals, driving. How would he be different? How is he different? How is she different? 
get a sense of being unshakable in this, regardless of what they do, regardless of what they say, regardless of the look on their face, that you're awake now to where you begin and end and where they begin and end. You're awake to what you can change and awake to what belongs to them. We thank you, God, for this time, this teaching, this morning, for this transformation. We recommit our lives to being this in the world and to live out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.